0: You're listening to the Baby Dust Fertility Podcast, and I'm your host, Hannah Bowers. Now, on to the show. Welcome back to the Baby Dust Fertility Podcast. I hope that you're having a really great start to your Monday. You know, one of the things that I've been really wanting to do with this show Uh, because now we have had so many episodes and there's so many of you who have joined us along on this journey who have not heard from our earlier guests is that I really want to go back and bring back on some of my favorite guests that we've had. Um, These people that I just loved sitting down to have conversations with and the people that you came back and were like, oh my goodness, I so appreciated." That conversation, and so I'm really excited because I'm bringing back on Dr. Tara Bradner. She is just such an incredible um, provider, and she's presence online when it comes to fertility. And I just appreciate her excitement about this space, her knowledge, and just how honest and real she is when it comes to talking this topic. Uh, and so today I'm really excited because we're actually going to sit down. We're going to do a little bit of a different approach to the show than we've done in a lot of the episodes that you're familiar with. We're going to talk about some of those things that, you know, going back to like day one of fertility journeys, you know, our own personal journeys, what that things would be that, you know, we wish that we would have known somebody come along and just kind of like tap us on the shoulder, whack us over the head, you know, take it how extreme or how gentle as you want and be like, hey, listen up. I want you to know like these key things. Um, So I'm excited to jump into that conversation um, and welcome. Welcome, Dr. Tara. Thank you for coming back on the show and just hanging out with me for a little bit today.
1: I am honored to be back. Like that was such, I feel so special that um, you have me here. I'm honored to be here and to just, yes, have really open and honest conversations. And as a provider who's been through it all, I'm like, I'm not going to be quiet anymore. Like we, I'm an advocate for all things. I think that's like my middle name, probably creeping up on my first name, but like, I'm just so excited to be here and talk today about yeah. Day one. What do I wish? What do I wish someone would have smacked me and tapped me and taught me and all of the things. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, that's one of the things I appreciate most about, you know, your presence online. You are you don't mess around when it comes to communicating things to women. Um, and, and I think that's so important because, you know, there's this, you know, there's this challenge of you know you want to deliver really great quality information to help help couples on their journey but at the same time you also want to just be like really honest about like hey hold on here this is something to pay attention to and so I think you've done that beautifully um, especially in this day and age where that doesn't always come across in a way that's well received so I appreciate that uh, just in your willingness to kind of get into it but but just be
1: relatable yeah absolutely and it's fun for me sometimes. And I'm like, okay, I have to stop and think like, how is this going to come across to all people? Cause I am (laughs) super like picky and sensitive. Like I, for example, when I hire someone to do my social media, I'm like absolutely no pregnancy bellies. You know, like I have a lot of rules that I try to follow, but like, I'm like, okay, what's trending and how can I turn this into like, I'm on the medical side and I'm on the patient side and just have some fun with this to get a message across. And then create conversation whether it's you know some are bringing it on as like a good thing or they're finding it like offensive or whatever I've kind of worked through a lot of things through social media days but like it's creating conversations among women and that is just like a huge goal of mine we have to start talking more and breaking down these walls because I'll be honest right now it breaks my heart when it comes to healthcare for women especially in the reproductive timeline and reproductive space and and beyond and teenagers even and so i'm just really i'm just yeah i'm just gonna keep sharing my voice i think and having fun with it on social
0: (laughs) well i'm glad and i look forward to seeing what that kind of you know morphs into as time goes by Uh, but speaking of being honest um you know i know you've shared openly on your your social media about how you've had a journey to having children, you know, it's part of our story of how I arrived here and working in the space as well. You know, it's been a journey for us. And I kind of wanted to rewind, go back to that day one when things were just beginning. Uh, And I just love to chat with you about what are those things that now you look back and you're like, oh my goodness, I wish somebody would have told me X, Y, and Z. Uh, It would have saved me time. It would have saved me effort, energy. (laughs) Yeah. I know that's a huge question, but what would those things be? number 1
1: that's right good right <laughs> divorce your free period app if you are trying to conceive and or figure out what's going on with your body from a hormone perspective we have to divorce the free app then we have to move into a amazing space of advanced technology where you can track hormones from home so nowadays there's there's resources that are relatively cost, you know, cost-effective. You can use HSA, Flex accounts, that kind of thing to purchase home hormone testing kits, which also include an app where you can track your cycle on there too. So nowadays we can look at um, LH, FSH, estrogen, progesterone, body temperature. I mean, you name it, like the hormones we need, sperm, med sperm from home. Like I use that, um, that those types of devices and with my patients all the time, because number one, it's convenient. You don't have to go into a medical space to have those things done. They are, you know, well-approved devices, but it gives you so much data from the comfort of your home bathroom and our smartphones nowadays. So What I see a lot is even in women, I have a 28-day cycle all the time. I'm so regular. I have nothing wrong with me. Women don't know it's actually normal for our hormones to fluctuate a little bit every month, every week, every day. So that precise window of ovulation is not going to always be day 14, 15, or 16. And that app is going to, if you look back, um, it actually makes me sick. I have never, I couldn't look back on those days, but to like, like, oh my God, I can't believe I followed that, like it's just something I want to shout from a mountaintop is to also cervical mucus, like incorporating cervical mucus when you're tracking those levels. It's very basic stuff that um, kind of got, you know, pushed aside, not taught. I don't know. I don't know where the breakdown in the system was, but it was something I was never taught when I began my conception journey. Let's take that a step further. I think in the medical space, we need to implement preconception. Like, I'm not ready to have a baby for one, two, three years, two months, six months, whatever it may be. We need you in our office and let's just do some general, general workup talk, teach you how to track a cycle, teach you what it should look like and really be implementing these things before you have spent months and time and years. um, When here the whole time, there actually is, in fact, something wrong with perhaps not only the female, but the male. Because on day one, when they're coming into my space, the first thing I'm asking is, has he been checked? And he will get checked on day one from the comfort of his own home if we have to. But nonetheless, he's getting checked. So those those kind of pieces are my huge number one thing is many women don't know what goes into tracking a fertility cycle and how ovulation naturally can shift by hours and days every month and to get off the free apps and to really also understand concerning signs. You don't have to wait six months or 12 months. I I would like to dispel that too, right away up front. You know, many women are coming into my clinic even with very concerning symptoms that got dismissed from previous providers and saying, "You, you haven't been trying for six or 12 months. We can't even start a workup yet. That simply isn't true. Um, and so really being aware of what those symptoms are and then finding a provider who understands that those are alarming symptoms and to kind of get on top of that right away.
0: Yeah. You know, I really appreciate you saying that because, you know, we were talking right before we hit the record that, you know, a lot of times women, when they're talking about their cycles, you know, we're, we're familiar with our cycles. We know what our normal bleed is like. We know what that normal mid cycle feeling is. We, we know And so when there's a symptom that is kind of concerning and we come in with it, it's usually because the symptom is concerning. Um, And I remember it just kind of takes me back to, you know, at the very, very start of our journey, that's how we ended up in the first OBGYN's office was like, Hey, we're having something going on here that should not be happening. And instead of actually like diving into ever figure it out, it's like the crazy thought I had just actually a couple of weeks ago was like, you know, we never actually dove in and figured out what that was. It was just like, Oh, we'll give you this label. We'll give you this pill. You just go home and then come back sometime. And it was one of those things where you left with more questions than answers because you're like, I, I have something wrong. (laughs) Can we please figure out what is wrong? You know, whether or not it's the time to try. Um, and so I feel like that should be like a huge encouraging piece to anyone who's listening, because if you're getting dismissed, that means that you're probably not in a good spot to actually get help and answers
1: we talked about that intuition. So number two, we'll just Mm. piggyback right off that is follow your intuition. Yes, like you are with your body 24 seven. I'm with you like uh, 30 to 60 minutes. Like, I don't know what's best for you all the time. You know what's best for you. You have that nudge, that feeling So I was telling you how um, I have this thing in my practice where sometimes I'll have to go, okay, one, two, three. And I snap my fingers, what do you think it is? Like I really put the heat on the patient. Don't think, don't overthink. Tell me one, two, three, what do you think it is going on? Patients know, you guys know what's wrong. You just have to find the right provider who trusts you, believes, who you felt heard, respected by, and that you feel that that provider believes you and is actually taking every possible route And is also willing to say, I don't know, let's get you somebody else on your team who knows, you know what, this isn't my route or my plan. And you know, I'm just not familiar with perhaps that test, that medication or that route. But hey, um, my friend Noah is my friend Leslie is and they work in this field or this field and they can really help you. Let's bring them in and really approaching this from a team standpoint too. I think I want women to know and men and couples and Um, whoever to just know, you get the power to create your own team. And this might be a team, not one person. I I think it's kind of dangerous actually to rely on one person um, in this field sometimes too, and to not bring in other resources or perspectives or just stay in one office or one setting, especially if they're telling you nothing's wrong, keep trying. And you know, you have a feeling, red flag, red, red flag, and, and get that second, third or fourth opinion outside of your normal provider, you can always go back to them. And you can, all, and, and if they're not welcoming, that's a, again, red flag, stay away. <laughs> but like, I just feel like never should you feel dismissed or like you said, leave with more questions. Oh, if you feel that way, nope, nope, nope. Find a different provider, seek other resources and always trust that. Don't wait around, don't sit in a space where you feel like that.
0: Mm, Yeah, for sure. And, and it's, you know, we don't think about it. I think, you know, a lot of times it's like, you know, you, you, you hope the best, you know, like maybe they were just busy this appointment or the last four appointments. Maybe it was just the wrong day. Uh, but the time goes and the time goes by. And I, especially in this space of fertility where, you know, we, we want to get to that goal. It's like, you, you don't always have the time to just sit here and wait around for hopefully getting an answer. Um, and so I think, yeah, that's that's a great go back to the beginning and tell yourself piece of advice. I think that in and of itself just is would pay dividends to just take that to heart.
1: Yes, absolutely, we all have bad days. We're humans. I, I, you know, sometimes mine probably does bleed over into work, and we all maybe do. But like you said. When it's month after appointment, after appointment, after month, after month, no, like if like you said, this reproductive span is really short if you really think about it in our, in our time frame, and we get like 12 hours to 24 hours a month, essentially to mm-hmm. like yeah. reproduce. So if you think of it even down to that micro level, it's like, I need somebody who's like advanced and thinking outside the box and is on top of it, you know, to be working with me. And I'd want that for anybody else, too. If it doesn't feel right, trust that. Trust that feeling always. Mm, And I feel like I've got to mention here, because we see this in
0: our community all the time, we'll be, you know, like, I've done this specific treatment for six cycles, and we're not seeing any change. Um, That also, I feel like, falls under this category. If you're just doing the same things, nothing's being modified, nothing's being reevaluated or addressed and you're just over and over and over again even if it's the only change has been increased medication doses like let's re let's let's consider this cuz i think that's an invitation to maybe get some more get some more outside insight and opinions to, and not just keep trying to force it with this path
1: 100% i it it breaks my heart is probably the best way to say it when i see women share that they've been through even four of the same things. Um, I was fortunate in my journey um, after three failed IUIs, I got a second opinion at a different clinic and he um, was one of the top in the field at the times for IVF. And he said, never, you know, three IUIs at your stage, you're done. Like, so I was thankful. I had stopped on my own, felt that feeling and kind of then was reassured by it. But during every single one of those IUIs, something should be adjusted too. There should be some things being adjusted too. Never should somebody even have three cycles, in my opinion, of nothing being adjusted unless, of course, it's a decision them and their provider made for whatever reason. But I feel like there should be conversations of what are what is the patient comfortable with and then setting timelines. Um, that's one thing we kind of talked about too is I, I – had some timelines somewhat in my head because I had had friends go before me, um, like never would I go to this clinic, you know, because I did, you know, eight rounds and I found out later that that never should be, you know, or this clinic does it this way or this provider does it this way, and it's really frustrating too in reproductive and women's space and really healthcare alone and in certain areas it's like there's no, like if you fertility here's what you do it's really kind of spaghetti on the wall. When it comes to how clinics operate, um, maybe even how an OBGYN office operates for IUIs and addressing um, ovulatory cycles within their clinic, how IVF protocols and cycles are determined, it's different even within the clinic amongst those providers. And that puts a lot of pressure and work on the patient to do and to have this advanced uh, medical knowledge and degree that they never wanted but to really as a as an individual and as a couple have some timelines like okay we're only going to stay with this provider this doctor or this treatment for so many rounds so many months so many cycles before we are going to look into other options and a lot of times with my even my coaching patients i will be we'll kind of be doing two or three things at the same time so we'll be working on their cycle and researching and reproductive clinics and you know, doing all the other things at the same time. And they might not even schedule at that reproductive clinic, but we've researched them. We're doing all of our work that we do together um, as in within our coaching practice together at one movement. So it feels like we're being productive to get things going. So should we say ready now, you know, that timeline can shift pretty fast. I always say it could be overnight in a week, in a month, in a year. Don't judge your timelines either. If they do shift for whatever reason, you are the captain. You are in control of those timelines. But at least we're doing things beside each other, not like wait for this and reactive and and kind of like in in a row, we're like moving beside each other and doing multiple things too. I think that's really important for patients and couples to know. I wish I would have not waited for this to happen and then do this. It was like I was doing three things at one time. And had three options ready to move into at any given time.
0: Mm, That's huge, though, because, you know, being able to explore the field and really discuss multiple options at once, like, like you said, you know, you get through one thing, and then it's like, oh, this didn't work, time has passed, I guess now I'll revisit this other thing. It like it goes back to that time piece, like. Time has passed and that's really hard when you when you have to reconfigure and, and reevaluate, especially if you weren't given the resources in advance.
1: Yeah. I almost tell my patients, I'm like, I'm sorry, I am gonna system overload you right now and I'm just gonna like word vomit everything. Like I'm <laughs> going to lay out just about everything. <laughs> Fear not. It's gonna be in a summary to you afterwards because it's almost like they're coming to me. I'm like, there is 50 things we need to talk about here, you know, and things you need to consider. And it's like the first time they're hearing some of this, you know, and it's unfortunate. It really is unfortunate, but they walk away like with hope again. And I think that's really important too. You should feel hopeful, not dismissed. You should feel like you made progress, not like you went backwards. And those are some red flags too. And I call them pulse checks. Like pulse check yourself after that visit. And, you know, how did that feel, or how does that plan feel as an individual, as a couple, you know, as you're moving through those, those routes?
0: Hmm. Well, Dr. Chair, this has been incredibly helpful. A lot of really good just insight and wisdom you dumped there. Um, and I think it's, you know, it's helpful. Like you said, you know, you shared that you had people who went before you in this journey. So you were able to navigate it with a little bit of that foreknowledge, thanks to their experience um and so that's one of the reasons why I I was so excited to bring you back here today so we could kind of talk through this to give that foresight knowledge of like hey listen you know this comes from a position of knowing having been there um and so thank you for sharing both your personal and professional insight into this um I think we just have to open up the floodgates of like hey guys there's more that we want you to know. Uh, Absolutely. (laughs) Make it common knowledge as opposed to it just kind of being like, well, you know, you just kind of journey through this on your own. So thank you for that today.
1: You are so welcome. And thank you so much again for having me back. It's always amazing to be here with you. Absolutely. So before we wrap up though, I want people to be able to find
0: you. Where can they find you? How do they connect with you? Please share all the links and the details.
1: Yeah. On Instagram and TikTok, um, you can find me at Tara B. Fertility. Um, I do have my clinic as well, which is called Simply You Wellness and that's Instagram, Facebook, but you can find me all over on Terra B. Fertility, doing all the fun social media things and just <laughs> breaking down these walls left and right and having more open conversations.
0: Well, I can definitely echo that. Yes. Your account is a very fun one to follow because you provide information mixed in with Things so. that just, you just enjoy. So yeah. definitely Thank for you, those you. of you listening, I'm, I'm putting all of those links in the show notes. So scroll down wherever it is that you are enjoying this episode and definitely go and find her and follow her. Um, but with that, we're going to sign off for today. Uh, don't forget if you haven't subscribed already to do so because we publish a new episode every single Monday. And they're always amazing. I mean, I don't want you to miss any one of them. And I so enjoy getting these out to you. The information that we provide is different from what you'll find on other podcasts. So even if you already have a whole list of them that you're listening to, add ours to the list. Uh, But with that, we're gonna sign off for today and we'll be back with another episode next week. Bye for now. Hey friends, are you tired of taking your temperature every single morning? Well, I want to introduce you to the temp drop the TempDrop is a wearable fertility monitor that automatically takes your basal body temperature it's compatible with polycystic ovarian syndrome and can even be used postpartum making this an extremely versatile device to have on hand what's great about this monitor is that it will automatically sync with your cell phone app making it simple to take your temperature and track it now you can save on the TempDrop if you head over to tempdrop.com and use the code blissberrywellness